0: Hey, hey, hey Hello Welcome back to Spilling the g Podcast You're here with Bola And uh, Dr. Tom Now we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for We're giving it anyway That's right Now
1: Bolo has a performer Hey,
0: and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist mm-hmm. And we're here to give you our professional 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 review on Drag, drag Race Holland. Holland So let's raise a glass Or a bottle And start spilling G&T Podcast
1: Clank, Clink, clink, <laughs> you are clink. Fake laugh.
0: <laughs> it's so funny what we it's do. real laugh
1: though? Real Everything that we do
0: is just so hilarious. How do we feel?
1: We're back into Holland. Um, I mean, talk to me. Strong start to the season. Fantastic cast of queens. Really cool to start off with a talent show. Like I feel like we get a sense of individuality from each girl. Yeah. You know what are they good at? What do they do? Mm-hmm. So like there's like strong like characterization if you like from the start. Oh so, yeah, okay. I'm liking it. I'm liking it. Oh, um, I forgot to say, happy birthday! Thank you very much. I was waiting. Um,
0: that is, I mean, that fact's not being missed on me. Um, <laughs> I've, you know, you're really milking today. <laughs> today, you know. Oh, but it's my birthday. Oh, don't
1: be like that. It's my birthday.
0: Well, oh, you... My birthday. Okay, oh, my
1: birthday. L- listen to that. Then don't be like that. I wouldn't need to remind you that it's my birthday. If you didn't even come at me with negative energy, okay. <laughs>
0: So I'm a, I've, I've
1: been very grateful. I'm like I've been very nice to you. I've made
0: you a cocktail, and you me I a mean, I've given you a haircut. I, I basically I made you. What book could I
1: ask for, really?
0: Well, I, and now, and I'm, also, I've been made the bartender for you and your friends. <laughs>
1: like I always say, you and your friends, like like they're, pretty, not friends. The, they're not my friends. you are gonna be sitting. They're not my friends in the corner. Till they're not summer, my friends. Gonna dress you up in some Tom, waiters. Tom, you costume. know, you, that's
0: exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> that is exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> I'll be clicking I'm gonna you. be. I'm gonna be. You know, waiting next yeah, to the. I'll be in. You know, not in the reception. I'll be by the reception, waiting for the. You know
1: the clinking of glasses and saying top yeah. up please no no it be like this garcon <laughs> and you are Friedrich, Friedrich. you are invited to dinner
0: oh thank you only because you need a sober driver look first of all <laughs> dr tom don't try it don't try it with me i you look all i want to say is that you look really good for 40 you um, look you and love my cc you guys are amazing what is for your secret i'm 36 um, so. oh we're playing it okay Oh, she's playing that card. There's no playing. We're talking she's facts. She's playing it. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, why not? Let's, let's go even lower. I would, 31. I would yeah, like to
1: you say, I've had warmer birthday wishes from some of our listeners than I have from you. Thank you, Charlie and Wilhelmina, for the sweet birthday messages. I'm still waiting for you to say happy birthday. I've
0: said happy birthday. With meaning. Um, Happy birthday.
1: <laughs> You're looking at me like Tara Sanchez looked at Tatiana that time. I
0: wasn't... If I have a problem with you... I'll talk to you.
1: Why are you talking? I think we've misquoted it. Yeah, no, no. What was it?
0: Yeah, And that's why I may come off as a bitch. If I don't like you, then I don't like you. And I
1: don't like you.
0: I wasn't talking to you. Then
1: why are you looking at me? (laughs) Um, Well, it's your birthday. And look,
0: I, in order to get Tom, you know... Delayed gratification. Tom's got all these presents here and these nice gifts, and I was like, "No, that's you're not opening
1: it after <laughs> the damn podcast." I, I, I can I can get on board with that. I, yeah. you know, we all need something to look forward to. Dear. Exactly. Except I mean, it's really is, hard podcasting. This is my gift. I love podcasting. Yes. Now, um, that's enough about me. How are you? Yeah, I'm, so you I've had a
0: podcasts? I've had a really tough day actually. <laughs> Woken up early to cut someone's hair. Um, <laughs> I mean, your, and then I was told, why am I grumpy? You woke me up. Um, so, no,
1: your alarm woke you up that you set. Yeah, well, yeah. so
0: <laughs> why would anyone set an alarm for an early wake up call on the day you're not working? Well, he well, does you, that.
1: You, I mean, do you want me to point he out does that? why you did? Or, I mean,
0: no, so, okay, the, do you know what I, I can't get over? Not just the Holland prize money, but yeah. in general, the prize money
1: 15,000 euros. For a prize. I think compared to the US girls, it must feel like a bit of a slap in the face. But at least it's actual prize money and not a repeat Let's I mean,
0: put this in perspective. You get 5,000 on All-Stars if you win. You get an extra 10,000 if, if you, you win a lip sync. So in one episode, you can
1: win 15,000. By winning two lip syncs, Ginger Mench has won more than um, Tyra and Bibi Zahara combined. And
0: Envy Peru, there was no money there was there was it was and, it was just dress.
1: and Lawrence Cheney? Just throw them in there. <laughs> I mean, do you think do you think the dress that Envy Peru won is worth more? It was a lovely dress, gal. I mean, if, if there's war, I'm I'm all for it. How much did they get in Espania? They got quite a few euros. No, they? I think it
0: was only like thirty.
1: Still better than fifteen, isn't it?
0: I just think I just think that in today's day and age. Even one hundred thousand dollars is not
1: enough. Where did they get on Down Under?
0: I don't. I don't know. Mm. Fifth.
1: 50? I don't know. Well, Kita means listening. I'm sure she'll let us know.
0: Yeah, just DM us, girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's just, just for what what they put you through and how much they earn for the
1: franchise. Yeah, exactly. I
0: mean, 100,000, is not. it's nothing. Playing
1: devil's advocate, I would suggest that a Dutch language version, fabulous as this season is, probably has less worldwide marketability than an English language or a Spanish language version. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, that sucks. That really sucks. Talk to me about this, this episode. We're on episode well, two. Got a little bit of goss before we get into, just Ooh. a couple of quick bits. Um, so um, Anna, hi Anna, was in touch and she mentioned that actually she told me who was doing the makeup last season and this season. So a girl from the current cast was doing the makeup for Fred last season. This cast? A girl from this cast. Who who was it? Wow. Um,
0: who's got the best makeup? I would say Vanessa. No. Um, okay let me go let me go through them it's either the Vanessa or the
1: Counters. it was the counter. ah yeah, yeah. look I didn't know this you're an MUA I just I just know these things I just I'm just amazing and a girl from the last season is doing it for Fred this season we noticed envy. the change it is Envy oh <laughs> you don't I would only let Envy touch my face I would say that Envy's doing a really fabulous job because Fred looks stunning this season I would say the makeup suits her but be- like last season I think the makeup was just a little too subtle because Fred's got a handsome bone structure so I think she needs quite dragged out makeup which Envy's gone for a bit more I think. Did you know this before last week because last week no, you said oh she's this. had a glow up Yeah well I, I noticed the difference in makeup I, I, I didn't, didn't I didn't know the artist. I just change. went
0: along with you, going, "Oh yeah," but I was like, "I can't see it." Can't. It's like you know when you go to an art gallery mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. everyone's looking at a piece of black dot, and they're like, "Oh my god, mm-hmm. this reminds me of the revival you know, <laughs> of the, the Renaissance." <laughs> oh, and they start talking about everything, and like, you just yeah. nod along. Mm-hmm. I'm really there for the free champagne. Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: like, I'm just there, like, okay, yeah, mm, I hear you. I hear you. I see it. <laughs> I see the Renaissance in that dot. Yeah, I come. It was you know, it's there. It's all there um and jean told me and like i don't want to go into like huge details actually don't know all the details but just i think it's worth recognizing that apparently fred has had like a hell of a year um and lots of lots of downs in in his personal life but has made you know showed real real resilience and turned the corner and and come out swinging so lots of love to fred sorry you had such an awful year last year but uh, sounds like things are better for fred now okay yeah
0: Thank you. Thank you. Maybe we'll send
1: Fred a little message. Maybe we'll send her a bit message. Uh, Fred Fred follows us on the Insta. Not on Insta. Sorry, on, on the, the on the Twitter. Oh, rub that in, why don't you?
0: Well sorry. How was your Insta going?
1: Good, thank you. Yeah.
0: Actually. Yeah.
1: Everyone would know that because obviously everyone's following. Absolutely. Okay, let's get into the episode. Episode two. What do we start with? So the girls are back in the room, and we said goodbye to Juicy Couture. Yes, um, I did like the fact that she referred to herself as Juicy Stankhor on the uh, on the mirror message. Um, she was really cute, but she was such an obvious early out. We said it last week. Your social media queens who've never performed—it's very, very difficult to have the staying power in this game. You've got to be an all-round package, and they don't often have that. Mm. There have been exceptions, but like um, Ariel Versace, well, she wasn't really a social media queen because she did, um, she did perform as well, and I think she was sent home a bit early. Actually, Ariel they didn't; they just didn't want to stick around. Um, would you say that Fame was a social media queen before she came on? She mm. certainly like made it to halfway. I'm not saying she put in the the best performances.
0: I don't season seven doesn't really stick in my mind i love
1: season seven
0: season seven just doesn't really stick in my mind mm. that much and i know that you you stan season seven i mean every time i talk bad about it you're quick to be like no i think it's one of the best oh, is, that, seasons. is that what it sound like yeah <laughs> no i think it's one of the best seasons
1: i don't um, say it's one of the best i say i think it's underrated and it's produced some amazing queens and actually it's a very enjoyable watch maybe i'll watch it again With but me. I felt it was very lacklustre it was a weird season because they were pushing fashion queens and yet doing lots of performance challenges
0: maybe that well I think they didn't know I think season 7 was the season
1: that started the whole makeup makeup started at season 7 it was very influential in terms of makeup So, I, to my mind there are like two little kind of like jumps forward in kind of like setting the bar for makeup looks in drag race one of them was Raven on season 2 Lots of people saw how gorgeous her mug was and emulated it. And then season seven, Pearl, Violet, and Fame in particular came in with a very specific style that I think was emulated quite strongly after that as well.
0: Exactly. I think a lot of the times when you see new drag queens, Mm -hmm. new drag Rue Girls, they have either the Fame, the Pearl, or the Violet, Violet. or a combination of both. Or the
1: Trixie, actually. I think Trixie kick-started... or saw sort of a resurgence of the trend of like a really kind of like exaggerated clownish look. Sorry, it was Bianca, not before her. Trixie's is different to Bianca's. Um, Trixie, you is, see a clown. Trixie's is more geometric. Like Bianca does a very exaggerated eye, but the contouring is actually really really soft. Well, she doesn't put the white there anymore, does she? Why? Because <laughs> she
0: snorted. <laughs> That's <why> I'm a <laughs> <up. laughs>
1: But you're right. I think
0: makeup started at season seven. They Would you makeup. agree? They no, as in makeup. like when makeup started to become part of a drag race, a Ru- RuPaul drag race um, started to become more makeup from season seven. I think... Um, Before then, it was like pretty girl, um, really good costumes and personality. It was
1: probably a bit of a turning point for runways and looks in general because it was so fashion queen heavy. I think a lot more... Attention was paid to the need to bring really strong looks. And maybe that's why it is for me a bit lackluster because
0: it was a lot of the pretty girls, but then there were a lot of performance challenges Mm -hmm. and there was a mismatch. I don't think that I don't think the seven the season seven producers knew what to do and they kind of halfway Decided Oh actually This mm-hmm. is the season Of our fashion girls But then by that time It was too late They had The assassin Of lip syncs um, Kennedy mm-hmm. In the top yeah. Along with Ginger yeah. And then they had These pretty girls And then they got rid of The funny pretty Russian Katia mm-hmm. And then before that They had just said Goodbye to Trixie They had no They had no idea What they were doing And it, yeah. and it clearly shows It's there's no It's not cohesive It makes no sense Season 7 is It's a Confirmable it's a word tom i just
1: tom (laughs) acknowledge the word okay i just i just think there's so many moments that i love from season seven like um some of the identical twins looks the snatch game was actually fantastic for uh, a season that was supposed to not have funny girls in it like kennedy um ginger pearl um katia or really really strong in that snatch game (laughs) I loved some of the acting challenges. A lot of people don't like it. I really liked whatever happened to Mel Ginsburg. I thought it was bizarre and funny. I thought it was stupid. I, I love I love anything as a concept that's like a, a say, the same. The story. Shakespeare was that was that is, But it was iconic for how terrible it was.
0: Tom, you know what? Well, you can't say that. Okay, what was good was amazing, but what was bad was iconic. It was iconic. like you, you, you're just you're just you're just covering up everything. There's, there's no <laughs> holes here. There's no holes in this house. That's art. <laughs> that is art. That war. That, that you know that moth. That, that those stains yeah, yeah. that's art. No, Tom, art you can't
1: do that you can't play that I feel like you're coming for, for the house now happy, oh, but happy um, birthday yeah 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 but also happy birthday um, <laughs> also uh, the John Waters challenge was fab I mean eggs 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 Tom that moment is the only moment that's memorable what Ooh. else I mean within that challenge yeah. Kennedy and Katie were fantastic Definitely. doing cha-cha heels that was great the only ones that sucked were um, Pearl Violet and Fame but they really really struggled with Don't That do, do, don't eat that poo. (laughs) I, I, Tom,
0: let's focus back to Holland. Let's get back to Holland. Let's get back to Holland. We've said goodbye to Juicy
1: Couture. You have.
0: Um, and that's all. (laughs) That's it. Well, yeah. uh, uh, Vanessa
1: gives a lovely inspirational speech to Reggie B. Vanessa seems like that girl, that girl who just wants to be there and be a sister and support her sisters.
0: No, I tell you what. Vanessa is coming off as a girl who's been there, mm-hmm. who's done it, mm-hmm. who's just won Miss Continental, so she feels that she can give the speech yeah. because she has the authority to do so. <laughs> you know who I am. I know all about. Look, girl, let me impart some wisdom to you. Mm-hmm. My name is Vanessa, but I'm also the current reigning Miss Continental. <laughs> you probably already know that. So let me give me let me give you new newbies, mm-hmm. you amateurs, some advice from a winner. <laughs> and a and a also a future winner as well. I think it's confident, and that's what I like. I like that. I yeah. love. I love a queen who is confident. Not she's bored. No, she's not cocky, but she's really confident. And I just there's something about the old school um, diva of drag that I love. I yeah. love to be i like the the fear of being. You know, turned inside out from a drag queen. The, the fear that they're going to cuss me out. They, they can see into my soul and they'll expose <laughs> me. That, to me, is what a drag queen was. And and is still for some. I think that's why I'm rooting so much for Tabitha. Yeah. Tabitha has the old school era of drag on her. And I feel that we need to see more
1: of the honesty of that. More of that as opposed to a lot of the new school. Let's have a quick little recap as well of who did well last week and who didn't do so well. So our winner was Keita Minaj, but very closely followed by My Little Poonie. The two were amazing. It almost felt like it could have been a double win because they both had stunning right-on-the-theme runways and really quite excellent talent show performances that were both like exciting and stimulating. The other high girls, were they liked Vanessa in a way that we didn't. Remember, we thought it was a strong message, but not the best performance.
0: Absolutely, I mean, I'm that it wasn't the best performance. I'm telling you now, it, it wasn't. I, yeah. I stick to that.
1: I think that's fair. And they liked Vivaldi um, more than we did, but she was still it was still a fun performance. Mm-hmm. The, the safe girls were Love, Massisi, and Countess, um, who we actually rated higher, and uh, we gave them gold. And Tabitha was spared. Tabitha could have been easily in the bottom three. But they spared her and made her safe. Right? Mm. So um, bottom two was Reggie B. Can
0: I just talk about the Count's performance? And I want to get your opinion on mm-hmm. this. When we see, when you think of a drag act, the tri- you know, like a, a typical drag act, mm-hmm. I think a bar. I think uh-huh. get me to drink. I think make me laugh. Keep my attention. I'm, I'm here to have fun. I've just had a really, really hard day. And I just want to go out and have some silly, stupid fun. And so that's why we get these amazing acts of camp, amazing dance, like, shabam! Oh, you know, we see queens reading and the funny and all of that. And then we get performances that are very much like the Countess, yeah. which is not what I would expect from a drag queen. And I think it's amazing that you can show your skills like that. But I feel like playing something like classical piano, isn't what i i see a drag show to be i think that's very a uh, specific niche genre
1: kind of audience i i think i think that's a perfect and bad, i know that i know everyone's like view. yeah but this
0: is drag evolving yeah but i just it's just not the same kind of entertainment for me fine you're you're just you're you're in drag playing a classical piece and i think that's different from being a drag queen
1: performing um entertainment yeah, okay. I mean, I think that's a perfectly valid point of view. I, I've, I've said it time and time again. I'm a bit biased towards, I love the girls who bring us something a little different. Just to mention as well, another lovely listener called Selena got in touch because we were talking about, oh, you know, we we don't know this piano piece. How hard is it? Um, Selena said it's kind of like an intermediate level piece.
0: Oh. Yeah. Well, why bother, Countess? <laughs> Wow! No, she
1: said it with with kindness, kind of thing. Like you know, she did a really Thank good job. Thank you. Thank you for exposing the counter, Selena. Thank <laughs> you. Because I thought it was pretty amateur, but I'll give it intermediate. I'll give it intermediate. Um,
0: but like, for example, like Thorgy is not trying to create a to to. Ford, you're not trying to be a the um a violinist. What are you. A, a, violinist, a, that's a, right. What is. Don't mock me. Stop it. What do you call them? A violinist. A, a, no, stop it. What is it? It's a violinist. Oh, you're not being sarcastic? No, I'm
1: not. Okay, cool. You're very condescending. <laughs> I, I just like the way you said. Uh, I think you said violinist
0: <laughs> or something. Um, a, a violinist. A <laughs> violinist. But she 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 camps it up she and, she her her little it, yeah, and she makes it. Yeah, she 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 realizes that it's, that's the difference between a class, a classical audience versus make, camp it up and make make it at least some form, form of drag that can make it more for the audience of people who are going to a drag show. Hmm. And I can give that forgiveness, but the Countess was just
1: like playing the piano piece because I'd love to see Thorgy Th- Thorgy's orchestra um because you know she that is something she has been it was one of her big plans she has accomplished that um and i think she does mix drag into it and you know she they do classical pieces and then she'll like do some drag anecdotes or comedy or something in between i'd love to see that even if she did a classical piece and then
0: Kind of like, there's some anecdotes of it that were like very draggy and stupid mm. and funny, mm-hmm. and they kind of made fun of it. It's there has to for me, I wanted more. Let's just move on, Tom. Let's just move on.
1: That's okay. Um, so there are girls, the mini challenge. Oh, Ivy Tom, was in the bottom as well.
0: Okay, yeah, let's go to the mini challenge. The mini challenge was them riding a bicycle, let you do a name to them, yeah. you know, it's very Dutch and it was all the weather.
1: And what season did this? Um well the, the wind the reminded similar, me of wind. season two gone, gone yes. it's a whole gone with the wind theme for the first episode of season two, wasn't it? It's was a very cohesive theme. Um and we, we actually coincidentally have just rewatched that. Because we love Tyra. Because we, we love Tyra. I was like
0: I really want to see Tyra so we watched it again and, and it, was it was
1: interesting like, as well to see Pandora and Sonique at the beginning. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Such a big change Definitely. with Sonic. Energy wise, everything huge change she's just yeah. so
0: much more comfortable mm-hmm. and just
1: at peace she's herself with everything. Now. Yeah, yeah she's just
0: so like at ease in front of the
1: camera and yeah. ease with herself so different to the season two definitely Sonique absolutely is but there's such good clips of like that fan blowing and poor juju um like flapping in the wind it's hilarious
0: um and some and morgan and michael's wig fell off <laughs> yeah. i mean very similar to what happened in this episode yeah uh we had wigs coming off i, I mean the, did the countess have two wigs on she actually had a reveal
1: girl mm. the countess i have to say to me had the most cohesive like fashion look it's very like 90s versace
0: is the character
1: actually a bourgeois kind of girl? She keeps on making reference, like, having a chauffeur and stuff. Yeah. I think it's like, I think she's quite high concept character.
0: And then she was like, I saw plastic and polyester. She's like, I don't work with those materials. <laughs> I
1: was like, is she really? I think she's a bit like Max in the sense that there's a character in and out of drag. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay, I can buy that. I really found, you know what? I, f- I love about this mini challenge was how much fun Fred was having. Yes. Like throwing trash on
1: the girls <laughs> and seeing the trash flying everywhere and just pedal, pedal, pedal. <laughs> I think at one point there was literal vegetables. being. There was
0: vegetables. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, was just, it, was just, it was funny because it was stupid. And it was ridiculous. And I've, of course, that's what we look for. One thing that I wanted to tell the girls, and obviously as a, before I was an expert at drag race, I was yes. an expert at Merrick's Next Lock Model. Yes. And they've had challenges like these. And the feedback was... You're not actually riding a bike Mm -hmm. You have to make it look like you are So these girls During the whole photo shoot Were like pedaling As though they were (laughs) They're cycling away from a storm I'm like Girl You you don't have to pedal that much You can just like Hold one pedal You know Find your balance Uh And then give a a variety of shots And then do another pedal somewhere It was like like they were powering The
1: studio lights or
0: something. Exactly Yes (laughs) It was like they were blending a milkshake I (laughs) I was like Come on girl Like, What are you doing? So yeah, there's just little things there. me as a Did one of the finales no. take
1: place of top model, didn't take place in the Netherlands and they had to shoot next to a windmill?
0: Yes. Yeah. That that was the winner of that one uh, I thing that was oh I know oh, it's that, that gorgeous, tall
1: statuesque lady. Yes, uh,
0: McKee. 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 McKee
1: won that season. Um Susima so looks really cute, Keita looked like Shirley Temple, um Akathat just looked like she was fresh out of the red light district. I loved it. Um so who who do you've chosen as the winner here?
0: Um, I chose exactly who I... I said my favourite was the Countess. The Countess was the only one who actually achieved, like, a good photo. I know. I also felt that um, Ivy had a good photo as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ivy. I,
1: Ivy's costume was really pedestrian, though. But the photo was good. The photo was good, but the outfit was... So the Countess won.
0: The Countess yeah. won, and her varnish takes her, uh, means that, well, the challenge, first of all, is the same as season two's. It's
1: exactly the same as season two's. Gone with the window. Well, yeah, I mean, they had a construction challenge, but the materials are different.
0: Yeah, the, yeah, but yeah. in terms of they had... Um, the challenge is they have the... It was a sewing challenge, mm-hmm. and then the winner got 20 seconds.
1: Okay, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, yeah. A head start to choosing the materials. So the countess got 20 seconds to choose um, her materials. I, then, thought she was,
1: I loved the fact that she went for that foliage, and I'm excited to see what she does with that. Well, I, th- I predict it's going to be something goatee-esque.
0: The theme is glamping couture. Mm-hmm. So they had to use all of that, like with all the stuff that you'd find out when you're camping. And all I was thinking was everyone in the Drag Race fandom has just seen Mm -hmm. what Utica did with a sleeping bag. You guys... Stay. I was. I wasn't saying match it. I was saying stay away from the sleeping bag yeah. because you will get directly compared to Utica. And Utica. Oh my god. That it was cov- cover
1: of Vogue material. That was. Their outfit was.
0: made the producers shake because they're like, Utica's not supposed to do well. What yeah. is she doing? Why, yeah.
1: why did she make that? We've not earmarked her for victory. Yeah, she's supposed to go next week. <laughs> Thank God, got Mick's first two looks really really strong. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like, whoo, yeah.
0: <laughs> almost pulled a season seven with well, this one didn't we? so that's what I
1: think now glamping 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 mm-hmm. Tom yes
0: have you done camping yeah. can you
1: do camping long time ago I think I think my ability to camp has probably slipped over the years.
0: I think people think that I can't camp but I've camped twice in the last year in um, Wolverhampton Wolverton we camped Okay, um,
1: I'd like to clarify that we stayed in a chalet. The, yeah, there was... No, that was camping. Uh, viewers, we stayed in a chalet. We stayed in a fully heated, <laughs> hot, hot and cold running water, full kitchen chalet.
0: Um, I'm pretty sure it's called camping. Um, it's okay. a, first of all, it was a caravan park. It was a caravan so park. So we caravan
1: parked. Yeah. We were, yeah, so we camped. Our lovely family was in a caravan and we were in a chalet. Tom, No. Um, I really want to to hear, when's this other alleged time that you camped? The year before that, when we camped in the same... In the same chalet. (laughs) The same building. Tom, back it up. (laughs) Like,
0: what's your problem? (laughs) I'm just trying to find some commonalities with me
1: and these people here and glamping couture. You want to throw me down like that? I, I just... Okay. We're coming at it from different places. You experience camping that day and i validate that thank you i did not experience camping that day i experienced camping from a chalet okay okay fine uh
0: i i couldn't okay in all honesty that's that for me that was camping i'll be honest and i wouldn't go anything below that i can't do anything below there
1: i'm a bit high maintenance but i think i'd enjoy it for a night or two no you wouldn't um i i have i have no, you plenty times in my life before i met you I've camped many times. I've been to festivals and stuff.
0: Hotels don't count. No, no, no. As festivals glamping.
1: with tents, uh, Portaloos. I've camped in the woods when I was younger. Just,
0: I know you know these words, so you're just throwing them out, but you've never experienced you, them.
1: You, you don't know what I was like when you I was younger. You don't teenager. know my life, Tom. Yeah. So we're I, not going to reach a consensus here. Let's l- just move on. I grew up in rural Wales, and camping was like a thing that we did. I'm from New Zealand. From, I lived in camping. You're from Auckland. You're not from the sticks.
0: You don't, Tom. You don't know my life.
1: You don't you know, don't my, know life. my life. You
0: don't know me, you're, babe. You've never camped. Why, why are you looking in my direction? You've never camped. <laughs> okay. I have camped. I, I have. I'm from the and sticks. I can. So thank you. Anyway, let's move on. Let's move on, Tom, because I, I feel I like, I feel like well, this, is, this is going to be go completely different.
1: Uh, this is, this should is We not... should we move on with the rest of the episode now.
0: Well, when we, let's talk
1: about this, um, the sewing challenge. I, should we just think about maybe who we think will do well?
0: Well, I don't know these queens enough to know anything about what they will do and who will do well and who will...
1: I, I think if I'm going to judge by last episode and think about taste level...
0: Oh, Tabitha's going home. <laughs>
1: Tabitha and Ivy Ant can be the best. Um... I think the, I think of girls who have an eye for fashion, clearly, Kita, Puni, Countess, I think Love Masisi will come up with something really fun. Um, that's what I think. Whether they can sew, I do not know, and I don't have a clue.
0: In my mind, and I know it's different, but in my mind, when I think about this challenge and I think about Vanessa, mm-hmm. I think about detox. Mm-hmm. Detox being a. A former Miss Continental winner
1: Detox hasn't won Continental Oh sorry not Detox Roxy Um, Roxy. Roxy's won Continental Plus Yeah
0: So Roxy's won Continental And she is And uh, this is said by Nearly every other drag queen Yeah that Roxy is drag race royalty in terms of drag race. She is drag race perfection. She, everything
1: she, from top to bottom top, she can
0: make. Yeah. yeah, So whenever people talk about like, what's the who is the master of drag, people would say Roxy Andrews. Mm-hmm. And so I'm kind of, because of that, and her being a continental winner, I'm kind of by association saying that maybe Vanessa might turn it out this week.
1: Um, maybe, maybe. I don't think winning Continental makes you necessarily a good seamstress. Um, Nasha Lopez, for example, she went home on a sewing challenge and she won Continental. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Nasha wrapped, um, a sheet around herself and put some sort of bizarre cardboard corset on that made her look twice as big. And did this. And clapped. <laughs> <laughs> And then she came to the finale and clapped at the end
0: of her entrance as though it's a thing. <laughs> no one you should move that you remove yourself from that movement. Yes. Move yourself as far away from that movement as you can. Don't Get remind people, yeah, Don't remind people why they why you're not good, <laughs> why you can lose a lip sync. It's not, no, don't that, do that. It was
1: weird to put Layla McQueen in the bottom of that episode as well. Because she like made a jacket that looked really cool. <sighs> Anyway,
0: anyway. Let's let's continue with the, the Dutch Queens. Okay, we're going to continue because okay. that's what we do here in the podcast. I'd, li- I'd like to. Um, there's not much really to talk about in the workroom. I mean, there are little, tidbit little tidbits of discussion. One thing that they did talk about was um, the trade of the trade. season. And it seems to be that the trade
1: of this season is, what's her name? little Rupuni that's what they're saying that I think, you know, my little Pony certainly fits into that, like conventionally attractive oh, mold.
0: And, and that's the worst kind, isn't it?
1: Oh, yeah. You know, oh,
0: here's another conventionally attractive guy. I, I prefer beauty <laughs> not to be obvious.
1: I prefer to work for my appreciation of beauty. Um, yeah. To paraphrase. Uh, Cause that's Russian what, friends.
0: that's, that's what the
1: world of fashion is all about. Oh, Inner beauty. Inner beauty. I'd say fashion's more about <laughs> the absurd quite often, but, um, Pony, but I, I think also um, Keaton Minaj. I, I can exactly tell why they were a couple. I think they're, they're kind of like a blonde and dark-haired versions of each other. I actually think the dark the trade.
0: If I had to choose the trade, I would have thought it was Reggie B. Yeah,
1: yeah, he's a cute little twink, isn't he? He's not a twink. Reggie B. Yeah, I think he's in his early twenties and he's a slim, attractive gay guy. I don't it think th-
0: do you know what I don't like th- I don't appreciate that they kind of jumped down Vanessa's throat f- from us for asking a question mm. are any of you into effeminate boys well let's conversate about that yeah let's talk about mm. that I mean and then they're like what is effeminate <laughs> you guys know what she meant and uh, mm-hmm. living in the world of LGBT let's not act like we are the most civil people the most hate towards LGBT is in the LGBT community I feel mm-hmm. we- that's where it is so don't be coming out like there, you know exactly what she meant don't make it something more than what it was and especially from her she's a trans person yeah. she, she likes what she likes she knows what she likes she's asking the question you
1: yeah. don't have to jump there was, down there was no judgment there. there was no judgment it's not she was like she was going like, eh, you like feminine guys it was like Who, who's into feminine because what she's implying or saying there is, it's a perfectly valid and of course it is choice or preference like absolutely some people like more feminine guys or people some people like more masculine like I do think it was wrong to ju- jump down a throat. I think it was. I didn't like that. Like, for, was, I think it was Tabitha. It was Tabitha. And I was like,
0: Tabitha, girl, I'm rooting for you. You need to back <laughs> it up. She was, it was more for effect. okay because I she, think
1: it was more for effect and to generate conversation than anything. But like, I, I you could spend an hour talking about this because you could talk about the way that um,
0: you're. But you're allowed. I mean, you're allowed to ask uh, to talk about different kinds of guys. Of it's course. like if, if someone was like, "Are you into beers?" No one's going to jump down her throat and be like, "What? What? What do you mean by what kind of beer?" Like you know exactly what
1: a beer is, babes. Well, you see, you calm see, your ass down. I think there's a really interesting conversation there about labeling because on the one hand people in the lgbtqia plus community are very often saying i don't like to be labeled i don't like to be constrained please don't put me in a box and yet yeah there's more and more kind of like micro genders and micro labeling that's ever evolving and i'm not here to judge anybody's experience of themselves but the kind of the list of pronouns that people prefer are applied to them now the list goes on and on and on you know i was reading about the other day people who identify as as a bunny and prefer to be referred to as buns and bun self and it's like that's cool you do you but it it is micro labeling it's you can't talk about not wanting to be put in a box and then create the smallest box ever and hop into it i there's someone
0: that was um the pronoun was a tree
1: Yes. I'm like, okay, hold that... up, hold up. But if I start burning
0: you for firewood, what are you gonna do? <laughs> okay, because what what? I mean, come off it. That sounds like a
1: hate crime to me. <laughs> um, that <laughs> that's not that tree was person, It's a tree. That was the person who was um in one of the snatch game of loves. He they they said in an interview that they preferred to be identified as tree. Good. Good good for that. Well in winter I'd hide. <laughs> <laughs> i just have I want a girl the other interesting point here is um how i do like vanessa did say it completely without judgment and of course as somebody who's experienced a transition of gender of course she'll say this without judgment but you know um and also
0: someone who finds
1: beauty in yeah. being a feminine, feminine you're allowed
0: to therefore ask the question yeah i mean it's just people are so
1: I feel I, people I, are really quick to be like, and
0: that's she, not allowed to say. You can't say that. You can't define that. You can't. Yeah. I, I just
1: feel like people are too much like that. In, in a way, I think she was kind of like, because people were talking about like Puni and Kita, like they were the very definition of attractiveness because they were more conventionally attractive, masculine kind of presentations. And Vanessa was a bit like, well, you know, what about the more feminine People like, for example, the countess who has a more feminine presentation, uh, not, you know, so Vanessa was like saying, you know, please don't count out these people, essentially. Um, I also think it, it plays into that kind of um, as gay men, we very often fetishize masculinity and kind of like straightness in inverted commas. And I think that can become very toxic. So, of course, all the femmes, be proud, be loud, be you.
0: Let's let's just get this very straight. Mm-hmm. The Fems straight. are very loud. <laughs> yes. The Fems are very proud. Don't encourage them. <laughs> sit your ass down. Take that back. Oh, I'll edit that out. They need to yeah, actually they need to quiet the hell down for like it. Like, yeah. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. a bit too much of volume in this damn place. <laughs> Y'all can just turn it down a little. Just a little. Thank you. Um I'm gonna get straight to the runway, Tom, and this is your moment to shine. This is my this is you.
1: Moment. This is my perfect moment? Moment with like you. this, some people Okay, well, thank, thanks for just singing over me with a different like song. Yeah. Okay, let's go. The first, the first one,
0: the category is, well, it's it's, I, the, it's the, the, the category,
1: the cat cat, 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 cow. Ow. The
0: category is glamping couture. couture. The first queen
1: to walk down is
0: Ivy Elise.
1: Elise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, Ivy steps out, and we did say, didn't we, that anybody who comes out with anything sleeping bag-inspired is going to suffer in comparison to Utica. Having said that, I think this is quite a successful garment. I think it's very easy with something like this to um, overbulk. Yourself because it's such a padded, bulky material. But she's created a silhouette. She's managed to cinch herself in the middle. Um, it flares at the bottom into like this fishtail silhouette. And I do like the cape detail. I also like how she's got three different segments, almost like a Neapolitan ice cream. You know, um, so we've got three different patterns in the different segments of the dress. The the pattern. I mean, most I do like the choice of patterns. They're very eighties, nineties pop print. Um, and yeah, like, I guess the silhouettes a bit kind of like Zach Posney. Uh, there was there was a proper, like, sleeping bag winter runway from Rick Owens, I think it was, a few years ago. Um, and um, maybe it's a little nod to that, but I th- this is just the material she had to work with, really. Overall, this is more successful than I expected from Ivy compared to what we've seen from her so far. Okay. Um, I didn't like it at all. Okay, tell me why.
0: I, it looked very hodgepodge to me. I uh, of course when you wear something similar to another queen, yeah. everyone everyone's going to make that comparison. Who did it better? No one's ever gonna do anything better than what Utica did with a sleeping bag.
1: What and, I'd like to say with Utica as well is her performance on the runway was really ethereal. She was like a forest nymph. It was very, very good. And this I mean, this is bulky.
0: This is uh, bulky materials on a. I mean, she she isn't the most petite queen. Well, she, I think
1: she's quite muscular. She's she's quite. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna
0: say bulky as well. Like, when um when people refer to me as bulky, what I always think is they think of me as quite muscular. So I <laughs> I do think that Ivy has a, a very muscular kind of frame. I think she has. I
1: think she's naturally muscular, and that's fab. Great. Um, do you think she's been on the roids? Be honest. No, she didn't look roided at all. Okay. She's, okay she just looks like she, maybe she works out or has an actually muscular frame um i would I, w- okay, I would i i i know Roy's
0: looks and i i would maybe guess she's been on no no no. She
1: has not. Get, off, okay. get out of town. Ow. Well, keep those daggers to yourself, please. <laughs> Let me speak my well, mind. Well, I do appreciate what you're saying about the bulky material. I would like you to appreciate that she has created a silhouette by cinching. I think she maybe stripped the material off one of the sleeping bags and put it over a corset to create quite a sleek midsection.
0: Hmm. It just looked a bit hodgepodge to me. But what, what do I know? What do I know, Tom?
1: You have eyes. You have opinions.
0: Yeah, these are my opinions. They might be wrong, but they're mine. Mm-hmm. And I own them. <laughs> and that wig looks thirsty. The wig is not styled right I at all. I do think the wig
1: is quite bad.
0: Uh, I just think that, yeah. It's like, do you know what? I'll be honest. You know when you throw a lot of laundry, when you when it's laundry day, and yeah. you're throwing all of your quilts <laughs> into the laundry basket? Yeah. I just feel like she's wearing that. I, just feel, like, I, I feel like she's the laundry basket, and um, that's all the materials, don't you think? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Okay, so that's, that's how I feel. Those are my feelings. I just said I felt. So back it up. Next up, we have Little Poonie.
1: My Little Poonie.
0: My Little Poonie.
1: Um, I think this look is really, really cool. So the it's like a deflated inflatable. And inflatables were a big trend in London Fashion Week a year or two ago. Um, I think this is cool. The the silhouette is very much like a 70s maxi dress. The material, this material is hard to work with. She's basically used a plastic to create a dress here, wasn't she? Um, I love the color scheme. I always love baby blue and powder pink together. There's like a Harlequin thing going on, isn't it? It's like she picked out the diamond color scheme and used it in her makeup to create like this Harlequin theme, but also it's like a little bit seventies YSL kind of maxi dress. Um, I think this is really successful. They might criticize her on it being a bit of a wrinkly, off fit kind of texture but i applaud her bravery for using this material
0: yes the material doesn't look like the easiest thing to work with and i'm only saying that because i've heard another judge say that about someone who used the same materials i'm not a seamstress i'm Mm. but my memory is great (laughs) you know what i feel like i feel like she's the candy queen you know that sherbet those sherbet drops that Mm -hmm. look like that's what i that's what she put me in
1: the mind of like this is the color scheme she walked in in
0: Mm, maybe this is a colour it's uh,
1: great and, and it's obvious well she, you gravitate to the colours you like so she saw that just made a beeline for it didn't she a beeline I like do you know those sweeties midget gem, not gems not um, midget gems
0: ice d- they, gems they prefer little candy thank
1: you um, little candy ice gems thank you. I don't know if you got them in New Zealand we had them in the UK they're like a biscuit with like a wall of like hard icing on them I used to mm. love them when I was little they I look, the, the thing on her shoulder looks like that they're like those lemon sherbet drops but purple mm. Very uh, Yeah, I think it's a successful look. Wrinkly, yes, I think so. I but think it, so. Is
0: a, and you have to keep in mind, she made this. She so, did. Yeah, it's with great. a really challenging material. Absolutely. Uh, next up, we
1: got the Tabitha. So I'd say this is the least successful look so far. I admire her. Oh, why? Go, you go off, sis. Go on. You tell okay, me why yeah, it's successful. Let me talk to you.
0: <laughs> First of all, she looks stunning. She looks amazing. This is Fashion. This is fashion. It's fashion. The hair
1: is fashion. She borrowed that hair. The La Pouffe on the coat is it not hers. <laughs> I guarantee it. you she nicked that off the countess. That wig. They were sitting next to each other in the workroom. I guarantee that wig you. wig is gorgeous. That La Pouffe shoulder with the flowing material is just... It's fashion. So I will say, I will say if I'm being charitable, that this is a little nod to Victor and Rolf. Dave had a runway that was very kind of like big chiffon poofs with buttons. And I wonder if that's what she's going for. She's wearing a sack, let's face it, at a mini length. Nice that she shows off her legs. Hair and makeup is nice. The garment, I can see the inspiration. Is it successful? Not to me. Not to me. She's wearing a sack. This is like what Jiggly wore basically in the blue ball and what sent her home.
0: Oh, I look, I, I like it. So we're just going to have to...
1: Move on from that time. We are. We're at the yeah, past. We have to, yeah, we have to move. I do think you've got rose-tinted spectacles when it comes to Tabitha. I
0: absolutely have <laughs> rose-tinted spectacles when it comes to Tabitha. Tabitha I Absolutely. I'm going to be the biggest hypocrite this season with Tabitha. <laughs> I will try not to be too much, but I, I think it's about time we had a queen like that who represents the drag queens before RuPaul try to change it up. That's what I want to see. Go on, that is this. what I want to see.
1: Next up, we got Vivaldi. So there are bits of this that I like and bits that I don't. Okay, so the bit that I have to say I don't like is the nappy, the very obvious nappy that she's wearing in the middle. I
0: don't even feel like she's tucked. Can, can you see? She might
1: not be tucked, but that's her choice. I, I'm not. I'm not here to tell her whether to tuck or not, but. She's that is such a loose-fitting...
0: I'm property. here to tell you that she should be tucking. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I know you're trying to be PC and all, <laughs> but no, you better tell... Even when you wear nappies, you can't see it. <laughs> so, like, if you want to wear loose materials as a nappy, yeah, When, when we're just wandering tuck. around wearing
1: nappies, yeah. Um it's, it's really... It's unfortunately quite an off-putting central focus as well. It really draws the eye, unfortunately. Having said that, the cape itself... I do really quite like, but you know what it reminds me of really specifically? You know, in in of the Lambs, when Buffalo Bill is doing his little goodbye horses moment, and he tucks himself and um, has that cape that like he's wearing like a blanket as a cape. Okay, that that's what I'm seeing.
0: Yeah,
1: I um... the hair is even a little bit like that scalped wig that Buffalo Bill has. I don't know. I feel like it looks messy. I, I, okay, so patchwork can look really, really messy. I don't know if this is the material she had or she created. I think she created this as a patchwork element. You know, every fashion house has done uh, patchwork at some point or other. You know, Dolce & Gabbana have done it a lot. um Gautier's done it a lot. And so it might be referencing those kind of things. But I like, overall, apart from the panty, I like this look. I like the androgyny of the pasties. And then and their stuff.
0: shoes all of a sudden have neon, which goes not, has nothing to do with the color scheme of everything else. I would
1: agree with you that she should have covered or used different shoes. I mean, it's not my favorite look, but she's stunning. The shoes would have looked so much better if she'd used the leftover strips of fabric to cover those straps.
0: I just, I don't, I don't understand this look, so... It's, it's yeah, I don't it's not for me. But the Countess, I can say oh. she is giving me
1: super Crocodile bulk. Couture. It, this is lovely. She's,
0: exactly. She's giving me Steve Irwin and Drag. Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin. <laughs> Irwin. And I'm the one who's been drinking. Steve Irwin and Drag. I think that this <laughs> yeah. is a I love
1: that's a concept. I'm not quite sure that's what Steve Irwin would have looked like in drag, but there we go. Um the ball cut is so chic. Very Liza Minnelli. Yes, very Eliza, very like twenties flapper. the The silhouette on this is gorgeous. She's cinched. There's like this um, mini length kind of flared thing going on with and and the bustier. Um, I think this just looks incredibly chic. It reminds me of the Gautier, I think it was two thousand and two. I want to say that had like the leafy. The leafy theme I referenced. Leafy, leafy. I, I the word I was going for was leafy. leafy. I mentioned it a few weeks ago when we were talking about um, Sonique's tropical look. Um, but it's the same sort of reference, if you ask me. Um, I think this is gorgeous. This yep. is really, really good. I
0: agree. It's an absolutely successful look. I,
1: I saw. I told you, she's going for the, the foliage right at the beginning. I said it was going to be that kind of 2002 go- go-tier thing. Talk
0: to me about Vanessa's look.
1: I like this, actually. I like this. I think it's um she's got like this deconstructed um african queen Catherine hepburn thing going on don't
0: be talking dirty about african queens like that with this look (laughs) don't do that
1: it's very like on safari you know she's oh i can safari i can take but not african queen but but that's the movie that Catherine hepburn was in called african queen okay okay
0: well i take that back
1: (laughs) because i was like ain't no african queen wearing these colors (laughs) it's it's, like no african queen is this bled that is bled it's safari khaki isn't it and i think she's brave to stick with that color palette but she's created a lot of points of interest um it's quite deconstructed i like how it's quite modern with the midriff bearing separate top and, and high-waisted skirt there's asymmetry i like the mosquito net cape there's a fun performance with her spraying the mosquito spray um i would say this isn't to everybody's taste but i like it i find it quite successful
0: i I have to remember that once upon a time, these were just random materials that she's made into something. So I have to applaud her for that. Um, I do want to apologize and take back what I said about comparing her to Roxy. Roxy, I'm sorry. Hmm. Um, she is not on Roxy's level. She would never well, be on Roxy's Roxy level. Roxy wouldn't go for
1: those colors or anything. What I do think, like, it's very artfully deconstructed and asymmetrical, one might say, a little Vivian Westwood. Uh, Yeah,
0: it's very okay. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, the colours aren't inspiring to me, but it's not a bad outfit and it takes... It do take nerve mm-hmm. to wear that color wear on stage. On exactly. You've so, got to be confident in your beauty. There it is. I, well, there it is. She, she's gorgeous. No matter what she wears, she's going to look gorgeous. And I wonder how long and how far that's going to
1: take her. But this
0: outfit's not bad. It's not I,
1: bad. I think there are enough elements and points of interest to make it actually really quite f- fun.
0: Yep. The next queen talk a bit about Art Simone. Sorry, who's this? <laughs> this is Keita Minaj. Keita
1: Minaj. I love this because the reference is so obvious. She's very David Bowie. Um, Ziggy Stardust era in Kansai Yamamoto so there's a particularly iconic jumpsuit that David Bowie wore designed by Kansai Yamamoto which was asymmetric it had one one leg and one arm sleeve but on opposite sides and there's a very clear reference to that with the red hair the lightning flash she's our Ziggy Stardust Aladdin Sane queen and I love this I really love it because of the reference okay. and, and it looks well made and it's chic and it's cool and she gave a performance cool
0: Oh, you, you're you done?
1: Yeah, just about,
0: just about. Okay, I thought you were doing improv. Yes, and, and, <laughs> and. Um, didn't know when to interject. I like the outfit because you're, of what you said. um yeah, there's obviously it's a pop icon. Mm-hmm. It is a, there's a reference there. So I, I applaud it. On first glance, it wasn't my favorite look. But then you, so you tell me there's meaning behind it, there's reference. So I mm-hmm. guess it has to be a good thing. What I do want to say is that her presentation on the runway is so... Um, it's it's spicy. It's, it's mm. so much flavor. Her movements are just so... there's, there's It's purposeful. Mm-hmm. And I would love to see her in a lip sync. Just by the way she holds her, moves, her movements, yeah. the way that she holds her body and her control... I have not seen her dance yet, but I can tell that she she'll be a great dancer. Oh, yeah, yeah, She'll yeah. be a great performer, and there's just so much energy and, and, and life in her movement. She's got
1: the fun campy drugs references as well. She had a little snort. She had a little smoke. This is drag. This is really, really good.
0: What? On this show? I
1: know, right?
0: Now, um, next up is Love Miss Sisi, and she is wearing an adequate dress with materials that are on her body.
1: <laughs> All right, tea or coffee? <laughs> that is that is the only way I can describe it. Now, we know I love love Miss This wasn't quite as successful as I was hoping it would be. Um so she's got this kind of corseted floor like well, it's not quite that's the thing. The length is awkward. It's not quite hitting the floor. The fit is off on the bustier. Um i think i think for me it brings to mind um like this patchworky blue and white victor and rolf dress from a few years ago
0: why do you hate victor and rolf
1: i I think victor and rolf are always a really strong because they're dutch designers why are you insulting him by comparing this work him both of him's Why?
0: why are you (laughs) why are you insulting them by comparing this to them and There's, there's loads
1: of victor and rolf references in drag race holland because they're dutch um I think her makeup is really pretty. I love the Diana Ross hair. Um, Unfortunately, rooting for love, masisi as I am, it seems like being a seamstress is not her strong suit. Now, even
0: here, let me, you can borrow my rose-tinted glasses Mm -hmm, here.
1: mm -hmm. Now, what do you say? Is it still bad? I think I've been honest. I think I've been honest. I've I've spoken about the quality of the garment.
0: What I want to say is that even with rose-tinted
1: glasses, this can't be saved. This is hodgepodge. It's not it's not um what's her name level, Hodgepodge Queen. Um vinegar strokes. It's nowhere near vinegar strokes, how dare you? Um but it's not great unfortunately. And the standards really high this week. This has been a really, really good week of of outfits for a construction challenge. Sure. Okay, cool. These are all the looks, Tom No, 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 there's one more. Oh.
0: So, sorry, so just not that I want to get this everyone done with at all. I love this. I'm happy. I'm you know you, glad to be you here. love
1: fashion. So yeah, I say. love fashion. That's what I
0: live for. That's what I trained in all those years.
1: Last is Reggie B. So I'm going to get really boring now and say this does also seem to be a Victor and Rolf <laughs> reference because they did a runway theme that was based around that. I don't get out of bed for less than ten thousand dollars. So do you remember Courtney Act's look? Where yes. she was in the It was. It's. I think it's a similar reference point because she's got the eye mask, and I would say if that's what she was going for, she should have done the hair that reference the up hair that looks like it's on a pillow. I would have preferred that the the garment was wrapped around her as well. But there we go. Um, is this my favorite this week? No. Um, I think the outfit itself is kind of basic in that it's a top and panty with boots and she's kind of stuck a sleeping bag over skirt on there yeah um and that's about it really. i'm with you it's, it's uh, okay it's okay it's
0: very meh
1: it is a bit it's meh. just very like meh there's a lack of a sense of cohesion with it like there's can i just a color say color. for
0: someone who's so handsome it doesn't translate in drag i don't think she, like there's a lot of handsome people that, in drag they can mm. I, I just think her makeup Needs I, I feel... Oh, listen to me. you the MUA over there. Yeah, I'm the yeah. MUA now. Because uh, you've watched
1: five episodes of The Glow Up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, thank you. <laughs> I've watched uh, a season of Makeup Artist, uh, a reality TV show, and so now I know all about fashion. I know what a wing dye is. Mostly I know Stacey how to block crying. your eyebrows. So, oh, um, yeah.
1: What's thank a, you. Yeah,
0: yeah. You, thank do, you. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, it's just a very meh. That's all. Okay, Tom, we'll see the, the looks... You are our resident MUA and fashionista. Talk to me and tell me who are your winners and who
1: is in um, the bottom. Who's in trouble? So, Keita was fantastic. The Countess was fantastic. Um, Poony was great. They're my top three. My bottom three are Reggie, unfortunately. Love Masisi. much as it pains me to say it. Yeah. Vanessa, I think, could be high. Um tabitha bottom the bottom for me is ivy okay ivy's in the
0: bottom i also definitely peggy b peggy b
1: <laughs> no sorry peggy b. what am i doing <laughs> ladies and gentlemen welcome to the competition peggy yeah. B. <laughs> there's a 14th
0: queen what
1: who's <laughs> that uh, love masisi
0: i think love masisi and ivy are in the bottom and the top is going to be either... Can I just
1: ask you in, in all sincerity, yeah. are you sparing Tabitha at the bottom? Are you really...
0: She's actually in the top for me. Oh, you So So <laughs> Tabitha is in the top this week. Um, she's up there. She's very, very closely behind her as the <laughs> Countess. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, I think the Countess and Tabitha are the tops of the week.
1: Yeah. We let's see what the judges think. Yeah. The other judges. Yeah.
0: Let's let's let's, let's hear the obviously root let's, for me. Let's hear them out. Let's just say congratulations to the winner this week, um, Tabitha. I uh, know
1: <laughs> you're being naughty. The winner of the counters. Congratulations, claps, claps, snaps, snaps all around. I think it was an, an easy choice actually. I was very very surprised by the safe queens. Actually, I think Kita Puni and Vanessa are actually all quite strong. Mm-hmm. um the critiques were funny the only one who got like really really positive critiques was countess we you could tell she's gonna win everybody else had mixed to low yeah it was a very very interesting so the, uh,
0: the lows were peggy b
1: peggy b reggie b reggie b have you written it? written it as peggy i
0: have b. i have reggie b was low as well as love my cc and ivy
1: um and Tabitha. No, Tabitha was high. Tabitha was standing Tabitha was high safe. Yeah. When, um, it was Masisi just to was give safe. her a
0: shock, you know, like, you know, like, stop relying on your body kind of shock. Like, you know, wake up Pearl, that I, kind of shock.
1: I hope this week gives Love Masisi a little bit of a kick up the bum because I want to see her shining from, from this week on. Like, the queen I know she is. Absolutely. And clearly they know she is as well. So
0: let's go to the lip sync. The lip sync was between Reggie B and... And Ivy, I really do feel that they saved Love Masisi.
1: Fine. I think Tabitha was saved.
0: I mean, Tabitha she... had one of
1: the worst outfits on the runway.
0: Tom, she was high. So don't <laughs> take that up with the
1: other judges, You're okay? High. You're
0: high. <laughs> she was high. So you need to just back it off, Tabitha. I don't know what your problem is.
1: I really don't know what your problem is with her, uh... Tom. Uh, so let's talk about the lip sync. I love the song. Well, um, it, don't you, leave me this way. This is, this is done season three, the infamous um, India in, incident Farrah where India was flung in over the me, shoulder yes. of Mimi first.
0: Drag is not a <laughs> contact sport.
1: <laughs> Drag <laughs> it was, is not a contact sport. Do they get her <laughs> off of me? Do they get her off of me? Can you can you remember what the four H's are, by the way? Yeah, remember the
0: four H's honesty, <laughs> integrity,
1: <laughs> um, hunty. Hunty yeah, 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 yeah. and
0: um, Hry. <laughs> Those are the four H's. Thank you. Thank you. Um, the lipstick. Okay, let's talk about the lipstick with these girls. Mm. Don't Leave Me This Way. Amazing song. Fabulous.
1: <laughs> Baby, my a tempo for love disco, and for love with you. Loads of emotion. <laughs> yeah.
0: Exactly. I want to say none of them did it justice. I'll be very honest. Um, there was a, too much desperation and manic
1: performance by Ivy. I'll be honest. It, it got too it was manic i think she started off well i think she was hitting the emotion at the right note to begin with but i agree she went a bit desperate and flung herself around a bit
0: yeah yeah it was there was so much desperation in her performance and then she lost me reggie b one thing that you should never do is unless you're deliberately interacting with another person on Mm. stage Don't look over to the side and see Mm -hmm. what the other person is doing because that shows that you're insecure about your own performance and you're not dancing for yourself. You're, You're really... You're dancing... It's 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 an awkward energy mm-hmm. when you're when you're looking over all the time, isn't
1: it? Yeah, yeah. And I would say I I think Reggie gives like really fun performance energy, like she did in the first lip sync. But she didn't bring the emotion in her face. Like this is a song, you should be anguished really in the in the chorus. It's don't leave me this way, you know? Yeah. Uh, which she didn't bring for me. Yeah, and when it's the look- second time in the bottom.
0: When you look at someone else's performance, you're not really dancing to your own you're not really performing for yourself you're not really performing the music you're performing out of fear and you're mm-hmm. wondering how much am I perform? am I performing enough it, it shows an insecurity in your own yeah. performance if you're keeping on looking at someone else because then you're using them as a standard on whether to go up and down you're not really using your own intuition yep. you're, you're using your own you know it, it's not coming from you mm. it's it, it's external so I didn't like that you did that that cartwheel into the falling over into a pretend kick into the <laughs> The um, <laughs> sleepy mask falling... It was a miss. There are some parts of her performance that, to me, were a miss. She is a great mover. She's a great mover. Yeah. She's but got, she's, not, she's not a seasoned performer, you can tell. She's
1: got a lovely natural energy and charisma. It mm. just wasn't enough this time. It
0: wasn't enough. So the person sitting home this week was...
1: Reggie B Reggie B Peggy B
0: Peggy B B. Reggie B
1: And yeah okay cool Are you thinking Peggy Bundy? I don't know who I'm thinking of Like Reggie
0: Reggie B Peggy It's just this is too similar Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Too similar for It's it's too early So I can't I can't run this Oh Okay That's it That's season two Episode two
1: It's done
0: I am excited that next week There is this match game And it shows
1: that there's some drama going on Well between The words I know the words thrown around was Hypocrite Hypocrite Hypocrite. I think actually Vanessa might have been talking about you and your attitude towards Tabitha. Absolutely, I'm. I
0: am i have never been. I've never been a hypocrite as much as I am with Tabitha. Tabitha, all I want to say is that you better back me the hell up and start like she, doing she, well. She's
1: been poopy poisoned. Okay, Duffo. just
0: start doing well, babes. Everyone, thank you very much for listening to Splitting the GNT podcast. Tom, actually, thank you very much for coming here yeah. to the studio yeah. on your day off on your birthday.
1: I come miles miles to the studio. Yes, you know? but
0: it's it your birthday, and I think that's that's amazing. I think it really shows how much you love doing this project. I love it. I love it. I'm yeah. Just-
1: I mean, sad as it may sound, there's nothing I'd rather be doing.
0: Yeah, that's sad. Let's edit okay, that shit out. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, everyone, for listening to Spilling the GT podcast. Uh write a review. Check us on Insta. Check us on Twitter. Um, that's it. Yeah. Really. Thank you. Tell a friend about the podcast, especially yes. if you're in the Netherlands. Get us out there. If, if you know if you know any other people that listen to Drag Race, tell them about us, introduce introduce them here. And then if they use commission code um GT, they can have ten percent off. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we, like some people are really, really sweet. Like Jamie um quite often retweets us when we when we post, and that's really lovely. Aww. Retweets slash putters on us his story and that's so nice. Thank just, you.
0: Just just ways of helping us get out there. It makes yeah. our day. Yeah. But that's it. Thank you very much for listening to Spin the GNT Podcast. This is Bolo. I'm Dr.
1: Tom. We'll see you guys later. Lots of love, guys. See you soon.